Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Deuteronomy. We're finishing this book today. We'll be looking at some of the high points. Um, The main theme here, Moses has now finished his work. There's never been a prophet like him um, except till Jesus Christ shows up. Uh, So, and of course, Jesus was more than a prophet. He was the Savior. But this shows, apart from God... Mankind is totally corrupt and totally lost. So, verse 24, when Moses had finished, this is chapter 31, when Moses had finished writing the words of this law in a book, to the very end, Moses commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, take this book of the law and put it by the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against you. Okay? So he's saying, look, you guys are going to fail and I'm using this uh, book that it will be there for a witness against you because you are not going to keep my commandments. Verse 28, Assemble to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to witness against them. So he's calling on heaven and earth to be witnesses because the people he knows are going to fail. They're not going to be able to keep God's commandments. Verse 28, For I know that after my death you will surely act corruptly and turn aside from the way that I have commanded you. And in the days to come, evil will befall you because you will do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking Him to anger through the work of your hands. Then Moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished in the ears of the assembly of Israel. So now we're going to have a song in chapter 32 we'll hit some of the high points but again it continues this theme that man is corrupt without god give an ear verse 32 uh, verse 1 uh, chapter 32 give ear o heavens and i will speak and let the earth hear the words of my mouth may my teaching drop as the rain my speech distill as the dew like gentle rain upon the tender grass and like the showers upon the earth. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. 
a God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Justice and upright is he. Okay, so he's talking about his teaching. And, you know, as a witness, the heavens and the earth will see that his teaching is gentle like the rain and speech like the dew. And it all points to the greatness of God. And the rock, his work is perfect. He's a God of faithfulness without iniquity, justice and upright. So these are the traits. Verse 8, I mean, excuse me, the verse 5, they have dealt corruptly with him. They're no longer his children because they're blemished. They're crooked and twisted generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you? So, in other words, kind of asking rhetorical questions. How are you repaying him for all that he's done for you by betraying him? Verse 8. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the people according to the numbers of sons of God. Verse 10. He found him in a desert land, in the howling waste of the wilderness. He enriched him. He cared for him. He kept him as an apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up his nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings and catching them, bearing them on its pinions. The Lord alone guided him. No foreign God was with him. So God established the nation Israel like the apple of his eye. Verse 5, But Jershom, which is another name for Israel, grew fat and, uh, and kicked. You grew fat, stout, and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him and scoff at the rock of his salvation. So in other words, Israel got so successful, they got complacent, and they took God for granted. Verse 18, you were unmindful of the rock that bore you, and you forgot the God who gave you birth. Verse 20, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be for their perverse generation, children in whom is no faithfulness. Okay, so condemning the degenerations of, of Israel that takes God for granted. Verse 27, Had I not feared provocation by the enemy, lest their adversities should misunderstand, lest they should say, Our hand is triumphant. It was not the Lord who did all this. For they are a nation void of counsel, and there's no understanding in them. So in other words, the Lord didn't cause you to do all this trouble. It's your own sin. Verse 30, how could one have chased a thousand and two have put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had given them up? For the rock is not as our rock. Our enemies are by themselves. So, they would have never been captured. They would have never been taken into captivity had the Lord given up on, not given up on them. But the Lord gave up on them because of their sin. Now, 
down to verse 43, sort of the ending. Rejoice with him, O heavens. Bow down to him, all gods, for he avenges the blood of his children and takes vengeance on his adversaries. He repays those who hate him and, and cleanses his people's land. So in the end, God will avenge the people and will give them a way to be redeemed from their sin, to be cleansed. For verse 44, Moses came and recited all the words of this song in the hearing of the people, and he and Joshua the son of Nun. And when Moses had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children. Okay? So in other words, try to learn from it. Try to learn how important it's going to be to keep God's word and God's commandments. So now we go to verse 48. That very day the Lord spoke to Moses, Go up this mountain of the Abram, Mount Nebu, which is in the land of Moab, opposite Jericho, and view the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel for possession, and die on the mountain which you go up and be gathered to your people. As Aaron your brother died in Mount Hor, and was gathered to his people. Because you broke faith with me in the midst of the people of Israel at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, and because you did not treat me as holy in the midst of the people of Israel, for you shall see the land before you, but you shall not go there into the land that I'm giving to the people of Israel. So Moses gets to see the promised land, but he doesn't get to go into the promised land because of sin. And it's interesting that the law alone cannot save us. In other words, Moses had the Ten Commandments. He had the law. But the law alone doesn't save. It's grace that saves us. It's Christ that saves us. Verse 33. This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the people of Israel before his death. And he said, and we'll take a few highlights here in chapter 33. Let Reuben live and not die, but let his men be few. And of Levi, he said, this is verse 8, Give to Levi your thumbing and your urban to your godly one whom you tested at Massa, with whom you quarreled at the waters of Meribah. So he's having some prosper and some not. And of Asher, he said, Most blessed sons of Asher, let him be the favorite of his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. In other words, he'll be a little bit more successful, maybe. Verse 29, happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, a shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. So the Lord is your shield and your sword. Your enemies shall come fawning to you and you shall tread upon their backs. We come to verse to chapter 34 sort of at the end of verse 4, I've let you see it with your eyes. He's talking about the promised land, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Mobed, according to the word of the Lord, and he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor, but no one knows the place of his burial to this day. So who buried Moses? God buried Moses in an unidentified location. 
And the people of Israel, verse 8, wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. And then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And then we drop down to verse 10. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. So we come to the end of Deuteronomy. We come to the end of Moses' life. He doesn't get to go into the promised land. He gets to see it. And uh, we don't have anyone like Moses until Christ comes. And it's Christ that comes that shows we have salvation through Christ, not from the law. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host, Natalia. I do not think she'll be podcasting today. So God bless you all, and we'll see you here next time as we stay in the Old Testament. Um, and we will be looking at the next book, and I believe the next book that we'll be studying is the book of Joshua, just because it's so closely identified with Deuteronomy. So, again, for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ, and we'll see you here next time.